Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11, the Bible says this, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. And so, Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that every time we open the Word, uh, it has the power to speak into our lives. We recognise the power of Your Word, the spoken Word. And so, Lord, I just pray that by Your Spirit, You would speak to all of us. We're hungry to hear a Word from You. So speak into our hearts, into our situations. Let the Word be a light that shines in the areas of darkness in our lives. Father, I... I thank you that you will speak. Bind every spirit of fear and intimidation. Let there be a spirit of revelation, of wisdom and revelation in our hearts so that, Father, we can understand the thought that you want to impart into our lives this morning. And I thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to speak today on the subject, accessing the power of God, accessing the power of God. In life, all of us face various Challenges, situations that seem bigger than us, stronger than us, mountains we can't move, giants we can't face, valleys we can't overcome. We seem so powerless and so helpless at times in being able to face certain situations in our lives. I'm sure that as I'm speaking, some of you might be thinking of some mountains in your own life, some of those situations in your own life where you're saying, this this is massive. I don't don't know how I'm going to get through this. I'm not sure how I'm going to get around this particular situation. The challenge for us as followers of Christ is if these challenges persist, we can start to lose hope we can start to fall into despair and we kind of wonder, um, you know, is God real? Is He going to see me through? We start to wonder if God is, has the power to operate in our lives. You see, what we find really difficult to reconcile at times in our lives, if we're honest with ourselves, is we know that God is powerful. We know that God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. We know that God can do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or even imagine. Our problem is not knowing that God is powerful. Our problem is in believing that God can show Himself powerful in our lives. Can I hear an amen? That's, that's our problem. We know that God can do great things. We know that God is omnipotent. We know that God is all-powerful. We know that God is almighty. But the problem is we're not sure if God can show Himself powerful in our own lives. The Bible has a lot to say about the power of God. Speaking of Pharaoh, I could give you hundreds of Scriptures. Speaking of Pharaoh, the Bible says, but I've raised you up for this very purpose that I might show you my power. And that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. How many people know Pharaoh saw the power of God? (laughs) Pharaoh saw a demonstration of the power of God. In Job 12, to God belong wisdom and power. Counsel and understanding are His. To God belong all of the wisdom 
and all of the power. There is no God that is more, little g, that is more powerful than God. To Him belongs all the power. Psalm 20. Now this I know, the Lord gives victory to His anointed. He answers Him from His heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of His right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses and some in money, stock market, and some in the government. Berlusconi died while I was in Italy. I mean, you know, Italy's in mourning. While he was alive, they killed him. But yeah, now, national mourning. Uh, some trust in the government. Gotta love them. But we trust in the name of our Lord. But we trust in the name of our Lord. Because there's power in the name of the Lord. Ephesians 3.20, now to him is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask. Or, I love this scripture. If you go back to the Greek, Paul invented some Greek words to include in this particular verse. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. I mean, it just goes up another notch and another notch and another notch. According to what? His power that is at work within us. His power is at work. God's, God wants to work His power inside of us. And He wants to do immeasurably more than we could even ask or even even imagine with our minds. That's the kind of God that we serve. How does He want to do it? According to His power. That is at work within us. Psalm 68, summon your power, God. Show us your strength. This is the psalmist David who's praying. He's saying, God, summon your power. Show us your strength, oh God. As you have done before. Paul says, I didn't come to you with wise or persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the power of God. I just love that scripture. I don't know about you, but that scripture motivates me. Paul says, I didn't come to you with wise and persuasive. I didn't come to you with an intelligent speech. How many people know we don't need better speeches? We don't need better speeches in church. What, what I want to see is a demonstration of the Spirit's power amongst us. What makes the church different is not the building. It's not the quality of music. Thank God over the last 30 years, the church has just gone to another level. Thank God for that. We're a contemporary church and I thank God for everything. But that's not what makes the church different. What makes the church different is we need to see a demonstration of the Spirit's power amongst us. Can I hear an amen? It's what I want to see. Thank God for all the stuff, but the stuff doesn't change people's lives. It's the power of the Holy Spirit moving amongst us that makes a difference in people's lives. I want to see that. I, I don't want to just talk about it. I don't want to just think about it. I don't want to read about it in history. Thank God for what He's done in history. I want to see it amongst, I want to see a Jesus revolution in my generation. Can I hear an amen? Psalm 68, 35 says, You, God, are awesome in your sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to His people. How many people would say, Lord, would you give me some of your power? Would you give me some of your strength? Would you, would you give me power and strength? I'm facing some challenges, some situations. I don't know what to do. I just feel so weak, Lord God. I, I, don't know, I don't know what to do. I feel so weak within myself. Would you, would you, how many people would say, Lord, would you give me some of your power this morning? Would you give me some strength? 
facing some stuff. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get around this. I don't know how to get over this. I don't know how to face this situation. Would you give some power and strength? Question I want to explore today is, as we prepare to break bread is, well, how do we access the power of God? How do we access the power of God? Okay, if God is all powerful, almighty, He's a, He's a sovereign, He's above every circumstance. How do we access the power of God? So what I want to do is I want to look at some different ways that we can access the power of God. It's going to be a bit of revision today. It's a reminder of some, you know, the basics of our faith. So often people think, you know, I need, I need, I need something. I need, so they're running to one conference or, oh, I heard there's a speaker down there, so I've got to go there or I've got to do this course or the other thing. None, nothing wrong with any of that stuff. But ultimately, if we're going to access the power of God, it's, it's, it's the basics. Let's get back to the basics of our faith. So I want to give you some different ways that we can access the, God's power. And I pray that the Holy Spirit is going to just speak to us in a powerful way, even as I go through this, as we prepare to break bread. One of the ways we access the power of God, number one, is through prayer. It's through prayer. Never underestimate the power of prayer. And when we pray, things begin to change. And when we pray, coincidences happen. That when we pray, things are broken in the spiritual realm. That when we pray, doors are open. That God speaks by the Holy Spirit. Hearts are changed. The Bible is filled with examples of the power that was released. The power of God that was released when people began to pray. Bible said, says in Acts, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. It's after they prayed that the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the Word of God. If they hadn't prayed, do you think the place would have been shaken? I'm not sure if it would have happened. But the Word of God tells us because they prayed, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. Hezekiah was told that he was going to die. So he cries out to God. God tells Isaiah to go back to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of the Father David says, I've heard your prayer and seen your tears and I'm going to heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. I've heard your prayer. I've seen, because you prayed. There's another scripture about Hezekiah later on in the book of Isaiah. And it says, because you prayed, I've come and intervene. James says this, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain and it didn't rain and the land uh, for three and a half years. Again, he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. James is saying Elijah was a, was a guy just like you and me. Just in case you think he was the super prophet, just in case you think he was a, he was a supernatural person. No, James, he was just like you and me. And what made Elijah powerful? I tell you what it was. He prayed. He prayed. And because he prayed, God began to move. Where do we get the power to face issues in our lives? Where do we get the power to face the mountains, the giants, the things that seem bigger than us, stronger than us? One of the ways is through prayer. Never underestimate the power of prayer to change what we're going through. Never underestimate the power of talking to God about what's happening in your life. Now, I know it sounds redundant. Some of you are going, Pastor Joe, 
You've been away four weeks. This is the best you got. <laughs> Heard it all before, Pastor Joe. And you're going to keep hearing it. We're gathering together on Tuesdays, half an hour, 12.30 to 1. Because we, we believe in the power of prayer. Because we believe something happens when we pray. Because when we pray, things begin to change. We're going to pray. We're going to cry out to God. We're going to continue to seek the face of God. Because one of the ways that we access the power of God is through prayer. One of the great dangers for us when we feel overwhelmed is we can start to think, well, what's the point? I've tried prayer before. It doesn't work. Is anything really going to change? I want to challenge you today to begin to pray and seek God. It's through prayer that the power of God is released. It's one of the ways that God releases His power. Man, I wish, we, I wish we had some time here this morning. Maybe you can do this in your life groups where we could tell stories of, I prayed and then this happened. Where, where, where we could talk about the times when we prayed and, and God began to intervene and, 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 God, and God moved in my life. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Can I hear an amen? amen. Another way that we access the power of God is through the Word of God. It's through the Word of God. There's power in the written Word of God. The Bible is not a book written by man. It's not a collection of people's ideas. It's not a book of philosophy or history. The Bible is the inspired Word of God. The Bible is the Word of God. It's the Holy Bible. It's not just a collection of books. It's not just a collection of stories that people have written. It's the Word of God. Paul says in Timothy, all Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is God-breathed. It has the breath of God in it. Oh, Pastor Joe, I just need a word from God. I just need a word from, I wish God would just open the Bible and start to read it. It's the Word of God. It's God's Word. It is powerful to begin to transform our hearts. All Scripture is God-breathed and it is useful. It is powerful. It has the power to teach and rebuke and correct and train in righteousness. There's power in this book to transform the human heart so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Jesus said this, the words I have spoken to you, they, have, they are full of spirit and life. Jesus says, my words are filled with spirit. They have the capacity to touch us deeply and they have the capacity to bring life. Man, that's the Word of God. The words of Jesus. Jeremiah says, it's not my word like fire. Yeah, what is the word like? It's like a fire that can, that can burn whatever rubbish there might be. Oh God, come with your spirit. And like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces, God's Word has the power to break whatever seems hard in our lives in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Charles Swindle says, news articles may inform us, novels may inspire us, poetry may enrapture us, but only the living, active Word of God can transform us. Can I hear an amen in the name of Jesus? D.L. Moody, famous pastor of Chicago, 100 years ago said, the Bible was not given to increase our knowledge. The Bible was given to change our lives. It has the capacity to change and transform us. The Word of God releases faith in our lives. The, the Word of God is powerful. The Bible says this, faith comes from hearing the Word and, and the message is heard through the Word of Christ. And as I hear the Word, as we hear the Word of God, it has the power to activate faith in our lives. Every time I hear, I hear messages every week. Uh, I hear three to five messages every single week, I try. Um, 
And, you know, every time I hear a word, I pray, I say, Lord, speak to me. Because I know it's an individual speaking, but it's not just that individual speaking, it's God speaking through that. And I'm saying, God, would you speak to me in the abundance of the words? Let me hear the Word of God, because I know the Word of God has the power to change what's happening inside of me. The Word of God is an anchor that we can get a hold of and, 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 and it helps us through the storm, through the challenges, through the difficulties. I hang on to the Word of God because I know He's going to see me through. It has power to help us face whatever it is that we're facing. When Jesus told Simon to throw the nets on the other side, Simon said to Jesus, Master, we've toiled all night. I've tried everything, God, and caught nothing. I've done it all, God. I've tried everything I can and nothing's changed. But Simon was smart enough to recognise that this wasn't the word of an individual, but this was the word of God. He never says, nevertheless at your word. What a powerful, what a powerful word. Nevertheless at your word. We're going to let down the net. Simon understood something about the power of the word. He says, I don't make, it doesn't make sense, but you know what? Uh, it's your word, O oh Lord. This is your word, O oh Lord. It doesn't make sense to my human mind, but it's your word, O oh Lord. I'm going to put my faith in your word because your word is powerful. Your word has the power to encourage. Your word has the power to inspire. Your word has the power to change the situation that I'm going through. Can I hear an amen? The Bible says they caught a lot of fish. So can I just inspire? Encourage some of you fishermen out here. Maybe just pray before you go fishing, you know, see if that works for you. Might help you. I can tell you, I've prayed a lot of times when I'm going, Lord, so I try one side of the jetty, uh, and then I try the other side of the jetty, and then, I try, and then I go to sleep because, and go to the fish shop down the road, get a few fish. When Jesus was being tempted by the devil, the only weapon he used was the Word of God. It is written. It is written. Didn't argue, didn't discuss with it. Yeah, you sure that's the way you think? No, but I think maybe it won't. Didn't discuss with it. He said, it is written. It is written. It is written. God's going to see me through. It is written. He's never going to leave me nor forsake me. It is written. It is written that God is the God of faith. It is written. He's, gonna, he's the creator of that. It is written. He's going to see me through. It is written. He's all powerful, almighty. It is written. That, you know, be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and petition, present your request to God. It is written. God is going to see me through in the name of Jesus. Never underestimate the power of God's word. About God's word, we need to confess, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. God's word is seed for my faith. God's word is light for my path. God's word is power for my victory. God's word is freedom for my life. When I read God's word, it brings me joy. When I study God's word, it keeps me from shame. When I memorise God's word, it purifies my heart. When I quote God's word, it defeats my enemies. When I meditate on God's word, it brings me success. When I abide in God's word, it gives me confidence. I am a Bible-believing follower of Jesus Christ. Can I hear an amen? How do we access the power of God's Word? Well, we need to read it. It's a good start. Instead of putting this thing to rubbish in the morning, why don't you put the Word of God? Why don't you use the phone for something good instead of flicking through? <laughs> How many people know you can flick for like an hour? Watching all kinds of rubbish. I was watching how they make, you know, motorbike chains somewhere in the world. I don't know. I'm thinking, what am I watching this for? <laughs> Flick the next one. 
Instead of flicking for an hour, why don't you put the Word of God on in the name of Jesus? You've got it in a thousand different languages and a thousand different translations. Pick whatever you want. Listen to the Word of God. Allow the Word of God to seep into, I don't know about your brain, but this thick brain. Let it, let it seep in in the name of Jesus. We need to read the Word of God. Allow the Word of God to speak into our life. We need to confess the Word. In Jesus' name, memorize the, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin, a, sin against you. Read Psalm 119. It'll tell you the power of God's word. And then we need to obey his word in Jesus' name. We also access God's power through worship. Never underestimate the power of worship to release the presence of God and the power of God. All throughout scripture, we see examples of how worship released the presence of God. In the Old Testament, the Bible says, after the death of Joshua, the Israelites asked, who shall go first? Uh, to go up and fight against the Canaanites. The Lord answered, Judah is to go. I've given the land into their hands. They had a land that had been promised to them, but they still needed to take possession of it. They prayed, who shall go first? God says, send Judah, which means praise to fight the battle. If you're engaged in any kind of battle, let praise lead the way. Begin to worship the Lord. I don't know what to do. The more we think sometimes, the deeper we sink into a, into a hole, into a miry pit. Instead of thinking, instead of meditating on rubbish, why don't you begin to worship and praise God? Begin to lift up the name of Jesus. You know the story of Jehoshaphat and how he faced a mighty army. Talked about that many times and they all gathered together. They began to pray and fast. God begins to speak. This battle is not yours. It's mine, says the Lord Almighty. And so, you know, they're ready to face the enemy and Jehoshaphat puts the singers and the worshippers up front. And as they began to sing and praise, the Bible says, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and that were invading Judah and they were defeated. Power of worship to defeat an enemy. It's amazing. Man, we got some of the greatest worship. I don't know. I haven't lived that many years, but certainly in my short lifespan, um, I've just, I just, the worship that's coming out these days is outstanding. Just amazing songs, anointed songs. Just put them on a playlist and, and off you go and just, just listen. This morning as I was driving in, I was listening to the goodness of God. Isn't God a good God? He's shown himself faithful again and again and he will. Power of worship to defeat an enemy. We see examples of this in the New Testament. The Bible says in Acts, while they were worshipping, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart from me Barnabas and Saul. As they were worshipping, the Holy Spirit spoke. If you need a word from God, begin to worship. Begin to worship. You know, Paul and Silas, they were in the prison. They began to worship. As they, as they began to worship, the chains were broken off of them. One of the ways that we access the power of God is by, is by beginning to worship God. Never underestimate the power of worship to be able to access the power of God in our lives. Just... Just love this morning's worship. As, as we were worshiping, I just, just again, just encouraged to, to be able to connect with God in a greater and a deeper way. Another way that we access the power of God is by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and the, and the ends of the earth. The disciples were a group of ordinary men who were following Jesus. Prior to the coming of the Holy Spirit, these guys doubted Jesus. They struggled, you know, fighting amongst each other. Who's better than who, you know, and so on. They abandoned Jesus and when Jesus needed them the most, but after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they were used by God in a powerful way. The Bible says those around them, they recognized they were ordinary men who had, 
who'd spent time with Jesus. What made the difference was not greater education or better techniques. What made the difference was the power of the Holy Spirit, how we need the Holy Spirit today. Can I hear an amen? And one of the ways we access the power of God is by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that guides. It's the Holy Spirit that leads. It's the Holy Spirit that gives wisdom, that heals, that transforms. It's the Holy Spirit that enables us to do things we could never do on our own. It's the Holy Spirit that breaks addiction, sets us free, transforms our hearts, heals the wounds deep in our spirit. Never underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. And one of the ways that we access the Holy Spirit is through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. As a Pentecostal church, we believe in the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, in praying in a heavenly language. Can I hear an amen? Are we still a Pentecostal church in speaking in tongues? And I appreciate that there are all kinds of views on this, but we are unashamedly Pentecostal in the name of Jesus. Bible says, anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. They build themselves up. It's when I begin to pray in the Spirit one of the things that happens before I do, I may feel like I'm weak, but as I begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, the Bible says I am strengthened, I am built up inside of myself. How do we access power? One of the ways we access power is by praying in the Spirit. Bible says for anyone who speaks in a tongue, doesn't speak to people, but to God instead. Uh, indeed, no one understands them, but they are the mysteries by the Holy Spirit. It's a verse I quote every time because sometimes as I'm praying in tongues, the thought comes in, but what are you saying? And I say, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, for anyone who speaks in a tongue doesn't speak to man, but he speaks to God. Behold, they speak mysteries. It's the Holy Spirit who helps us to pray to God according to the will of God. Man, what greater gift can we have than that? It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's the next step in our walk with God. When Paul was in his third missionary journey, he went to the city of Ephesus and it was there that he found some disciples who were disciples of John the Baptist. And Paul assumed that they were disciples of Jesus. And he asked them the question, did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we haven't even heard about the Holy Spirit. And so Paul begins to speak to them. He baptizes them in the name of Jesus, lays hands on them, and they began to speak in tongues and to prophesy. Question for us is, have we received the Holy Spirit since we believed? Well, Pastor Joe, well, how? How do we? Well, we need to, I'm desperate for you. I'm desperate for you, Lord God. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to rest. I'm going to keep on, keep on seeking after you until I am filled with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. I'm not just, I'm just, you know, the old Pentecostals used to talk about tarrying in the presence of God. It's waiting on God. God's, Jesus said to the disciples, go to Jerusalem and wait until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. What were they doing? Waiting? Were they just hanging around? Kind of going, oh, what are you, are you waiting? Yeah, I'm waiting, wait, wait. What are we waiting for? We're waiting for the Holy Spirit. Was that, that kind of, no, they were, they were praying. They were in one accord, seeking after God and crying out to God. Not filled with the Holy Spirit. Just begin to hunger after God. Begin to hunger after God. Begin to seek after God. Lord, I thank you for all the things that you've done in my life. I thank you for salvation. And I thank you, Father God, for, for, for helping me to grow in your way. But, but I, 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 I want more. I want, I want to be baptised with the Holy Spirit. If Jesus said to his disciples, don't do anything until you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, how much more do we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit today? How do we access the power of God? We access the power of God through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit outworking in our lives.
One of the things that I do in my prayer time, I, I spend a great, great portion of time just praying in the Spirit, just praying in time. I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to ask for. I don't know what I should be asking for in these situations. Begin to pray in the Spirit. Something happens when we pray. Something happens when we begin to pray in the Spirit. Something begins to shift. Something begins to change. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray according to the will of God. And that, that, and, that is, and that is powerful. Can I hear an amen? amen? A couple of Pentecostals here. One final way that we can access the power of God is through the blood of Jesus. Never underestimate the power of the blood of Jesus to transform. If you want evidence and, uh, of, of the power of God at work, just, just, just you can see it through the transformation of the human heart. We don't talk about the blood of Jesus a lot. We'll be a bit uncomfortable, but there's power in the blood of Jesus. Wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus to live in a life of victory. There's a hymn that, that says, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. That makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's the power of Jesus. We need, to underestimate, we need to understand that the greatest problem with humanity is the problem of sin. All of us have sinned, says the Bible. That sin is what will keep us separated from a relationship with God, both now and in eternity. And that sin needs to be paid for in some way. The Bible says that Jesus came and paid the price with his life. And it's because of the shed blood of Jesus that our relationship with God can be restored. Jesus paid the price with his own blood and because of that, we can be free from shame and guilt and condemnation. And all we need to do to be saved is invite Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior. It's to acknowledge that we are sinners. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and confess him as our Lord and Savior. It's inviting Jesus. You can do that this morning. Just invite Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. I love the words of Paul to the Romans in Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. For those, I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For there's, because there's power, there's power. It's the power of God for salvation for those who believe. Uh, We've been in Italy, went to see the, the rallies as we do. A worship team, you can come. Went to see the rallies, you go to see the rallies, and there's lots of them, man. <laughs> as we were, this was the first time Liz was there, and, and we're hearing the stories. Just hearing her, her stories about my, my parents and our parents and so on and so on. And I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking about my dad and two decisions that he made. Two, I, mean, I was just thinking about how our life could have been lived completely differently, but for two decisions. One decision was to come to Australia. They went back and then they came back again. One decision. It's a choice. One decision. We're going back to Australia. And that one decision have influenced our lives incredibly. And then, but more importantly, it was a decision to give his life to Jesus Christ. One decision. One decision. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. He was, and his life was completely transformed. Completely transformed. 180 degree turn. 
and the decision that he made influenced not only his life, but our life as well. And here we are in faith, worshipping, because there's power in the blood of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it has the power to transform the human heart for those who believe, for those who believe, for those who believe that Jesus died on the cross for their sins, for those who believe and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord. There's power in the blood of the Lamb. Paul says to the Ephesians, in Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Hebrews 10, 19, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, how? By the blood of Jesus Christ. What gives us the confidence to enter into the holy place where we can meet with God? I tell you what it is, it's the blood of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, it was only the high priest that could enter in. But now because of the blood of Jesus, we can enter His presence with boldness. It's the the blood of Jesus that has the power to cleanse us from sin and shame. The Bible says in 1 John, the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Don't hide sin. Don't deny sin. Don't, Don't push it down. Greatest thing that we can do with sin is just bring it into the presence of God. Confess it to God. Father, forgive me for this. I thank You that the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness. It's the greatest thing that we can do. Pastor Joe, the enemy keeps reminding me of all my mistakes. Listen to what what Revelation says. And they overcome the accuser of the brethren. How? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. And when the enemy comes against us, we can stand. No, I'm forgiven in Christ Jesus. Pastor Joe, but I don't feel forgiven. I don't care about my feelings. God's Word says I'm forgiven in the name of Jesus. We stand on the Word of God. We stand on the Word of God in the name of Jesus. This message came out of a situation I was facing a few weeks ago. And feeling a bit down, wasn't seeing change as fast as Pastor Joe needs to see change. So I started to reason. I said, God, are you powerful? Talk a lot about your power. I started to think, can, can, can this stuff really change? Can these situations really change? And, and as, I, as I started to think like this, just something started to rise with inside of me. Something started to rise inside of me. I said, oh, no, wait a minute. I said, God is a mighty God. But he, either He is, or let's go and do something else on on, on, on Sunday morning, seriously. Let's go and have an uh, avocado feta cheese toast with a latte. Either God is a mighty God, either God is all powerful or He's not. So I, I just started, it just like something started to rise up inside of me and I started to encourage myself. I said to myself, no, we can access the power of God. We can access the power of God through prayer. And I said to myself, Joe, how many times have you prayed and things have changed? And I started to think to my head. I started to think of all the times that I prayed and something, something, coincidences happened. And I, and I said, we can access the power of God through prayer. We can access the power of God through the Word of God. 
by standing on the written Word of God, by confessing the Word of God, by, by, by proclaiming the Word of God. Lord, I thank You that Your Word says X and Y and so on. We can access the power of God through worship, that something happens as we begin to worship. I know that to be true because it's happened in my life, that I've been in, a, in kinds of stuff happening around me. Just begin to worship the Lord. Lord, I just thank You that You're gonna see me through. Lord, I thank You that Your, your Word is truth. Lord, You're an amazing God. When, when Jesus taught His disciples to pray, how did He teach? Our Father who art in, hallowed be Thy Name. All prayer begins with worship because that's the power of worship. We can access the power of God through being filled with the Holy Spirit. And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. How we need the infilling of the Holy Ghost. By praying in tongues and through the blood of Jesus. I don't know what you're going through this morning, but maybe you're beginning to doubt the power of God to transform your life. Maybe you're starting to give in to doubt and, 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 and maybe you're doubting the power of God to transform the challenge that you're facing. That's you today. I wanna remind you that the power of God is available to all of us. That as the Psalmist says, the God of Israel gives power and strength to His people. And my prayer this morning that He is gonna give power and strength to you and me in His Name. One other way that we access the power of God is through the cross. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ shall also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit that lives in you. If the power of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you, He too can, can bring to life that which, which is inside of us. Today, as we prepare to break bread, I, I pray the power of God would be released. There's a scripture in Luke where, where the Bible says, the Bible says this, it says, and the power of God was present to heal. And the power, it's the time when, uh, when the four guys, you know, brought the paralytic down uh, the roof and, and so on. And the Bible says, and the power of God was present to heal. Oh, I love that scripture. I, I, I pray this morning, the power of God would be, would be present here this morning to touch our lives to minister to us. I don't know what mountain you're going through. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the giant looks like in your life. Maybe you're going through a dark valley. Even though I walk through the, through the, the darkest valley, I know that you're with me. God is with you. Maybe you're going through a dark valley. Why don't, why don't, why don't we access the power of God this morning? Why don't we seek after God? Allow Him to, to work in our lives by His grace and for His glory. So we're going to break bread together today. Why don't we all stand? We're going to sing. And as we sing, uh, the brethren are going to distribute the emblems. I want you to hold them in your hand. And we're going to believe that God is going to move amongst us. Let me just pray before we do. Father, I pray that as we prepare to break bread, we know that the power is not in the, in the juice or the, or the bread. We, we know that, Lord God. But we do know that this can be a point of contact for your power to be released. So let, let there be faith in our hearts today. Stir faith in our hearts today, I pray. Bind every doubt in Jesus' name. Stir faith in our hearts to believe that you could move in our lives in Jesus' name.